0: Abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Rowan Casey arrogated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. It is so ordered. Justice Alito authored that opinion on Friday morning and sent shockwaves, as Chief Justice Roberts later said, throughout the country. Roe and Casey are overruled. The issue of abortions has been returned to the states. Welcome in to a very, very special edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast, the fastest growing podcast in the state of South Carolina. Mitch Prosser, Dave Wilson. No one's on the left today because we are talking about a major decision that came down on friday i have you're going to see me looking down constantly (laughs) we have laptops everywhere there's a lot
1: how thick is the is that a one and
0: a half inch binder it's a one and a half inch binder and it is bursting at the scene it is i mean yeah
1: so justin comes in on saturday texts me says i'm going to the office i'm printing off the decision and And it's like pages and pages that are highlighted because that's what you do when you're the fastest growing conservative podcast. Because you're listening today because you want to know exactly what's going on and what this decision means. Because here's the big takeaway for today. This podcast and, and the series of podcasts that we do over this week are going to help round out. But today's podcast is to really help you understand what the issues yes. are that were addressed with this decision, the impact that that has, and how do you talk about that with your friends and your family and your neighbors? Because there's a heck of a lot of bluster that's out there right now. Some of it, you're you're sitting there going, "Well, well, uh, you can't even answer the questions because yes. they're they're blowing back on you so hard." But so much of it is gaslighting. So much of it is just a false bluster. And we really want to make sure that it's broken down today, guys, in a way that folks can understand and and tell their friends.
2: Justin, chances are we're not going to get to all of this no. in one podcast. No. So if you're listening right now and you're like, how in the world are you going to unpack all of what Dave just said in one podcast? We're not. You can't. Uh, we're going to do a couple of podcasts. And so you're going to have to listen to them uh, back to back or or maybe one on the way into work and one on the way home or however, you know, because there's a lot here. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a lot to unpack on this. Uh, We're getting multiple, multiple avenues of information and a lot of it. Uh, streaming in, uh, may not necessarily be 100% factual, because there's a lot, <laughs> a lot- A lot
1: of it's not factual. I'm trying to be
2: kind. Yes. There's a lot of confusion surrounding what happened this past Friday in the decision from the Supreme Court of the United States. So it's our job, and you're, uh, you're here to listen to us unpack some of that and help bring some more clarity to that today. Today is
1: not the day of depth. I think we're kind of like skipping the rock across right, the water to right. say, hey, here here's what's in here. Yep. Here's here the- Here's the false narrative that's out there. Here's Mm -hmm. the true narrative that is. Because I got a phone call from our Attorney General, Alan Wilson. Hey, hey, listen, I'm doing radio interviews, but I'd really love to come on to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast.
2: The fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina. I'm sure
1: sure our Attorney General actually said (laughs) those words. But... Because he said, we have time to go in yeah. depth. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you listen, because we're going to go in depth. You need to be able to not only understand how this applies as a Supreme Court decision, but more importantly, how does it apply in South Carolina with your South Carolina friends and neighbors? How many of us right. have been on text messages or phone calls over the weekend mm-hmm. with people who are, well, there's, this is going to happen and that's going to happen, and you're going to... We need Let's to wait. There's
0: there's, there's a lot but wait, here. There's but more. wait, there's more. <laughs> a lot this more. is about 210 pages. Um, I would have just read it online, but you can't mark it up online in a way I like. Um, so here's just a quick breakdown. 30,000-foot view, right? Justice Alito writes the decision. His majority opinions actually fairly close to the draft decision. There are a few additions, a few subtractions. But overall, it, it's the same thrust argument. Uh, it was a 6-3 decision. Now... The six three we can have a little fun with because uh, Justice Roberts, in Chief Justice Roberts, my apologies, sir, in his concurrence, um, didn't want to go as far as the other five conservative justices did uh, in the opinion. He said right. that really the concept of Roe and the idea of Roe really wasn't on the table
2: for overturning or not. So to bring some clarity to that, Justice Roberts ruled uh, the ruling on. The Dobbs decision was six to three. Correct. The ruling,
1: that, and, that, and let's just clarify: that is the Mississippi law that says that, that ends abortion at 15, fifteen weeks in the state of Mississippi. Yeah. That number in mind, by the way, we'll touch on that. Fifteen
2: later. weeks, which they they considered viability, but then that because of that question of viability called into question Roe and Casey. Roe being the seventy three decision, and then Casey being a decision that was nice. decided in the mid nineties, I believe nineteen ninety three. Justice Roberts ruled in favor of Dobbs in the Mississippi case, but did not rule in favor of overturning Roe and Casey. So that's why you're seeing two different numbers there. You're seeing 6-3 in Dobbs, but you're seeing 5-4 in Roe and Casey and overturning Roe and Casey. So that's a little bit of clarity on those numbers back and forth there.
0: This is your classic example of how story decisis works yes. and whether precedent matters. And, and simply put, I'll say this, we've seen a lot of this this weekend uh, coming from the former president, uh, sorry, not the most current, 44, yeah, from 44, saying that uh, this is an overturning of 50 years of precedent. And, and I just want to make the point that Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown versus Board of Education, Brown versus Board overturned Precedent set by the Supreme Court. Precedent can be overturned if the precedent is unconstitutional. So we jump right into this idea. We know that Dobbs was overturned. We knew that this was the vehicle to overturn Roe, that Dobbs was upheld, that this could be the decision that overturned Roe. Because there is nothing in the Constitution of the United States of America that gives a person the right to have and abortion, I will say it again, there is nothing in the Constitution that permits this. And contrary to what I've seen on social media, Dave, you're going to love this, there is not a provision in the Constitution that says that it should be updated with the times, and that is a direct quote from somebody
1: on Twitter. Um, this is a... Well, th- there is a process for updating with the times mm-hmm. if you choose to do so. Sure, it's called constitutional amendments. Right, yep. and an and amendment to, to the Constitution. It has yep. to go through the process. It has to be ratified. It is a difficult bar to overcome. For a reason. For, for a reason. And that is why when you look at this, you know, people are going to make an argument, well, you, you can't, th- this, there's the times have changed. We've got to do things differently. That's not a reflective of our society. And that's why we have amendment processes within the constitution to actually clarify and make sure that certain things that need to be constitutionally guaranteed are done. So it is a difficult, arduous process because you want to make it that way. So, that it doesn't go with the whims of culture and what's popular at a particular time. Congress can do that with the law. Mm-hmm. And the law can be written, a law can be overwritten, uh, another law can be written to override a previous law. Those things can be done. That happens with the ebb and flow of what goes on culturally, but constitutionally, the Constitution kind of serves as the framework, the steel girders, the backbone of our society and the way our society operates. And we're going to break that part down shortly.
2: And contrary to popular opinion, and I say that somewhat tongue in cheek, the people on your social media feeds are not necessarily constitutional or jurisprudence experts. And full disclosure, nor are we. But there has to be some sort, some semblance of Thoughtful consideration when it comes to these matters, instead of clicking the share button or the retweet button on some popular or tongue-in-cheeky kind of meme. I, I've yeah, I think specifically it would specifically tongue-in-cheeky around here. Uh, so, so let's step away from the slog, the the morass of social media, and have a thoughtful. Consideration when it comes to these matters. Right. Not everything, once again, not everything that you're hearing on social media or you heard in the break room or even in your Bible study yesterday at church, not necessarily all of that is 100% accurate
0: when it comes to the Constitution. Anyway, um, Justice Alito does a wonderful job here in drafting the, in writing the majority opinion. I, I thought it was very well written after having read through it. What I. What I found interesting is he went through a couple of different reasons why Roe can be overturned and and why this is the case to do that. Obviously, the Mississippi case challenged viability and the viability standard set forth by Roe and then sort of cemented in the Casey decision. He makes one good point, and what I like about his opinion is that he kind of goes at the arguments that he knows are going to come from this And he he talks about them in this. This is from page 65 of the opinion. If you want to follow along. If you want to follow along at home. Um, Our decision returns the issue of abortion to the legislative bodies. And it allows women on both sides of the abortion issue to seek to affect the legislative process by influencing public opinion, lobbying legislators, voting, and running for office. Women are not without electoral or political power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast ballots is consistently higher than the percentage of men to do so. In the last election in November of 2020, women, who make up around 51.5% of the population of Mississippi, constituted 55.5% of the voters who cast ballots. Justice Alito says the idea that we're taking rights away from women, and this is just going to be handmaid's tale in real life, is ridiculous because the idea that women must have the ability to um, end the life of their unborn child in order to in have, order to have any place in society right. is just simply one. It's anti woman, and number two, number two, it's evil, and and three, it just doesn't hold weight in in logic. It doesn't make any sense. And I love that Alito goes right after it immediately.
1: Well, the other part about this, and and this is the part that really. It's, for me, it's the crux of what this entire decision is based upon, and it's, it's the Tenth Amendment argument. You know, I actually teach a government class to a group of high school students, and I actually make them read, and we read through the Constitution, and you get to the Tenth Amendment, and the Tenth Amendment is extremely clear. If it's not enumerated within the Constitution, the responsibility of that falls back to the states and mm-hmm. to the people. So <clears throat> take a look at an American flag, You've got, you know, the stars and the stripes. Those stars, those 50 stars actually mean something. That's right. And it the decision that came down on the Dobbs case actually verifies the fact that we have what's called federalism. Now, don't get that confused with the federal government. Federalism is we actually have 50 independent different states that are part of the Union of the United States of America. And so that the laws that are passed in South Carolina can be different than the laws passed in North Carolina or Georgia or California or New York. Mm -hmm. And this basically validated the process. We've talked about it before. The government that is closest to you has the biggest impact on you. This makes it the case because no longer is it 535 members of Congress and a president who has the, the ability to sign or not sign a law that that would or would not legalize abortion. That now falls into the hands of 7,383 state legislators among the 50 states of which 170 of them are here in the state of South Carolina. 124 members of the House, 46 members of the Senate. If you don't know who they are, they certainly don't know who you are. That's right. So how in the world are you going to actually impact what goes on in your state here in South Carolina if you don't know who they are? This is probably one of the greatest abilities for people to begin to recognize: my voice actually matters. Mm-hmm. Which
0: is interesting because you're told that it doesn't matter uh, in this decision. If you if you listen to one one side of the analysis of this. It's almost as if for one side Justice Alito just said women don't matter and we're gonna lord it over you and that's the end of it but we're talking about returning issues back to the uh-huh. states which is the core principle of the country right and here's what's interesting again he does a great job and I encourage you to read it the court finds that the right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history or tradition until the latter part of the 20th century there was no support in American law for a constitutional right to obtain an abortion indeed. Abortion has long been a crime in every single state. They add an appendix, or an appendix, depending on how you pronounce it, to the end of their decision. <laughs> you ready? You, you ready for this? Yes. yes. For this? They list every single state that has a law on the books regarding. Abortion. How many wow. pages
1: is that, that um, appendix? Like, I think it's
0: like 25. Missouri, oh, wow. Illinois, New York in 1828, Ohio, Indiana, Maine, Alabama, Massachusetts, Michigan, Vermont. So you're telling me there
2: were laws against abortion pre 1973? Yes, there
0: were. As in, what he's saying is, is that, in fact, what they are saying, I, I want to give credit to the other justices as well. Um, I'm not even at South Carolina yet. In I'm, I'm up to West teacher. Virginia. And
2: most of these, I'm looking at 1800s. 1800s, Florida, and
0: 1868. Look at that. They had something before this. 1876,
2: 1875. There's South Carolina, number so, 35. 1883.
1: So these laws yeah, have been little, on the books. All the way through Hawaii. For more than a century. Yes. Some <laughs> laws, as the right of governments in the states to do, some of those laws have been overturned by other laws that are created by sure. state legislators. Sure. Governors working with state legislators because state legislators create laws. I'm just a bill. The legislature, (laughs) Congress, whatever it is, they write laws. It's the responsibility of the chief executive, be that the governor or the president, to sign or veto the laws. I'm sorry, I gotta do the lesson one more time because Mitch is here. And when we look at that, that puts the responsibility in your local jurisdiction in your state. And we talked about this in show prep today. Marvel Studios is in Atlanta, Georgia. Why is that? Marvel Studios and all the Marvel movies you see are created in the peach state, as they like to call themselves. Though they're not really... We make more peaches in South Carolina, but that's another story for another day. How you doing, Johnston? Because they actually created tax incentives inside the state of Georgia to be able to then attract the film industry out of California where high regulations and high taxes were basically making it near impossible for them to do what they wanted to do. And they attracted business to come to Georgia. Why? Because federalism allowed the state of Georgia to set up its own tax structure, tax incentives, to be able to bring business in. The same thing holds true on the issue of abortion. California and New York have stated very clearly, we are trying to make ourselves abortion vacation destinations. Mm -hmm. So that is a choice that state has made. Now, whether or not that works itself out, because I don't know if the people of California are going to want to fund every person who wants to come to California for an abortion. But then again, they try to, you know, Make it as difficult as possible for the people of the state of California to actually do anything for overtaxation and regulation. But, again, not this podcast.
2: Another very interesting thing to note on that subject is that some private entities have come out and said that they were going to help fund people's abortions. Um, one, for instance, was Dick Sporting Goods. Dick Sporting Goods came out and said, we are going to help fund people's... Uh, you know, so... I, and, I'm not praising what they're doing, but once again, it's not the government's job to take care of everything right. for and you. And it's
0: your own and it's your own personal opinion or liberty to do what you want. I yesterday unsubscribed yes. from Dick's Sporting yeah. Goods emails.
2: So if you don't, and plus they're way overpriced, anyways. Of, of course, that's beside <laughs> the point. Go uh, to Academy.
0: You can call <laughs> me. For I wasn't going to say that, head. but there
2: we go. Uh, another interesting thing on this is equal protection, in that mm-hmm. a lot of people have clamored against this idea that the decision handed down on a Friday is really against women. And I, I think it's very interesting in pointing out what they determined in 1993 in Brave versus Alexandria Women's Health Clinic that uh, as stated, as the court has stated in that decision, the goal of preventing an abortion or the goal of preventing abortion does not constitute invidiously discriminatory animus. Say that five times fast. You got to love when the court speaks. They use nice $5 words. Right. Accordingly, laws regulating or prohibiting abortion are not subject to heightened scrutiny under the the Equal Protection Clause. Rather, they are governed by the same standard review as other health and safety measures. This is not an attack on women. This is not something that the court came out and said, listen, we're going to try to make everybody's, because uh, I've heard the hands off my body. I've heard all of that kind of stuff. Uh, we've seen protests for that multiple states, including South Carolina. This was not an attack on women, nor was it an attack on the Equal
1: Protection Clause. I think that's important for us to mention here. When well, I go back to the uh, very simple fact of this, your state legislator lives in your community. Now, if you are, let, let's just, I'm going to pick on our friend Ralph Norman, okay? Yeah. If you live in Sumter, yeah, you live in Ralph Norman's district. Where does Ralph live? He lives in Rock Hill area. He lives, so that's, a, that's a good bit of a drive, mm-hmm. you know, but your state representative in Sumter could be Representative Speaker Merle Smith.
0: Or it could be Senator McElveen.
1: Or it could mm-hmm. be Senator McElveen, who you have a greater likelihood of running into at the grocery store, or at a, restaurant. at a restaurant, or at a civic event, or at church, or scheduling a meeting, a face-to-face right. intentional meeting. And again, we go back to: if you know who they are, <laughs> they'll know who they'll you. know who you That's are. Right. If you introduce and you take the time to have the relationship with them, so it works on both sides. But it actually puts it back into your hands even more so than it did before. It does.
0: It does, and, and Mitch, you say this is an attack on women, and I, I, I made a promise that I wouldn't be this way, but I'm going to.
1: Uh, Sarcasm.
0: If you read the dissent, you're wrong. Okay. read the dissent, you're wrong. okay. The dissent— What do they say? Given by justices Breyer— Justice Breyer's on his way out in a week. Uh, Sotomayor and Kagan all dissented. I'm going to read the first part here. Respecting a woman as an autonomous being and granting her full equality— meant giving her substantial choice over this most personal and most consequential of all life decisions. Today, the court disregards this balance. It says that from the moment of fertilization, a woman has no right to speak of. A state can force her to bring a pregnancy to term, even at the steepest personal and familial cost. They have passed laws without any exceptions for the women, for the woman in the, as a victim of rape or incest, and under those laws, a woman... This is not... This is interesting because I'm going to read this and this is a court... He is is trying hard not to go tongue-in-cheek right now. Really? This is a court decision. This this is a sin. But understand, these are justices. These are three of the most wise people in our country. Under those laws, a woman will have to bear her rapist child or or a young girl her father's, no matter if doing so will destroy her life.
1: Our... Three justices are appealing to your emotion. emotion. Well it's the emotional extreme argument. I had your a psyche. I had a friend of mine, you know, text me on Sunday as he's sitting at a baseball game and he's like, This has created quite enough uproar. I said, Yeah, we've pricked the boil and, and it's going to it's going to have its impact. And the response was, women are not chattel. And, and this isn't making women chatter. Right. This is actually, right. you know, I, I'm just going to say it like this, okay? It, it, the, the argument that you keep hearing coming back is, you know, we have reproductive rights. We all have reproductive rights, yes. But with rights come responsibilities. You have reproductive responsibilities as well. It takes two people to be able to have and create a baby. It, it, that's, that's reality. There are responsibilities that you have in the process of having sex to either enable or not enable pregnancy to happen. People have an ability to make choices. I can't have to sit here and say, I have the right to drive my car because I'm a licensed person in the state of South Carolina mm-hmm. without taking on the responsibility of following you know, rules of the road. Right. My, I, No pick on my oldest son, but his first day of college, I got to drive him to school. Felt kind of weird because nobody had taken on the responsibility of making sure that the oil level was good, and it threw a rod, and and it, it killed the engine. You know what? With rights come responsibilities, and that responsibility is something that I think is not taken into account here. And I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody. It's just... If you want to have that level of right, you have to own the responsibility as well.
2: Yeah, and that's shaded so much of the uh, the left's argument over time is this uh, capitulation to convenience and mm, the desire the desire to mm-hmm. gra- self self gratify. I can I can do whatever I want. I can and the. We no longer believe in any sort of delayed gratification, but that's beside the point. I want what I want, and I want it now. Uh, And then what we do after we've uh, done what we wanted to do and we've experienced pleasure, whatever that is, uh, the natural, I I mean, I don't know any other way to say this, and and I don't want to get explicit in any way, shape, or form. The natural byproduct of a sexual encounter, natural byproduct of a sexual encounter is... A baby. uh, Last time I checked, that's how that works, I think.
1: Um, The science might have changed. (laughs) You know. Uh, But I'm not going to even get to Kantanji Brown-Jackson and and, and the woman thing. And
2: I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because you're going to hear more of this on uh, the next podcast that we do. But it's important for us to understand that if A plus B equals C, Mm -hmm. then you cannot do A and B and not expect C. It's just the way it works. So if a boy and a girl, if a man and a woman get together and they have a sexual encounter, C, a baby, will happen. It may not happen the first time. It's going to happen. And if that, you can't then say, well, I didn't expect C. I can't handle C. I I can't afford C. Time out. You engaged in A and B. Right. Now C is happening. Now this is where we can talk about the church and wrap around. We're gonna get to that. Mm-hmm. Convenience says I can have A and B and never have to worry about C. Nonsense. That's not the way the universe, the laws of nature and its God, work. It's just not the way it works. You can't gratify and and not expect the consequences. Once again, babies aren't a consequence, they're a responsibility.
0: But of course, we live in a world where we don't want the responsibility. No. We don't want, we want the instant gratification. Uh, they continue our illustrious judges. Um, For half a century now, in Casey's words, the ability of women to participate equally in the economic and social life of the nation has been facilitated by their ability to control their reproductive lives. How anti-woman? How How anti-woman. That women can't fully participate in society in America unless you are able to have an abortion. The disruption of overturning Roe and Casey will therefore be profound. Here's my favorite. One of my favorites. Abortion is a common medical procedure. And a familiar experience in women's lives. About 18% of pregnancies in this country end in abortion. And one quarter of American women will have an abortion before the age of 45. Those numbers reflect the predictable and life-changing effects of carrying a pregnancy, giving birth, and becoming a parent. Taking away the right to abortion, as the majority does today, destroys all those individual plans and expectations. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Did they take away the ability in this decision for a woman to have an abortion? No. No. No, they did not. What? They, they instead, to they state, put the responsibility state. of that where it belonged to the 7,383 members of state legislatures across and, the 50 states. And, you know, I think right? that's why this is a bigger issue than just abortion. And I can't believe I'm using
0: that phrase. This is not just about returning the issue of abortion to the states, this is an absolute assault on the progressive left idea yes. that the federal government has to control everything. Dave, you mentioned the 50. 50- stars on the flag and not 57 or 51 or 52 there are 50 looking at you DC there are 50 and each state has the ability to make law that represents what the people want in that state that's why I'm very glad to live in South Carolina and I don't live in California no offense to my brother and sister-in-law I'm glad I live here and not there to that point The goal is for more federal clampdown, more over-the-top, I want to control everything, and that's why in a decision that so blatantly just returns the decision to the states and ultimately to the people, there are people who are so disingenuous as to say that this does not— it's fr- not the case.
2: Our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom have given us some of the pull quotes, and they mentioned this in the response to the dissent on its merits. Uh, the dissent is very candid that it cannot show that a constitutional right to abortion has any foundation, let alone a, and they quote here, deeply rooted one in the nation's history and tradition, and that that is straight from the decision.
0: Yeah, they, Hello. Keep, going back, they keep going back to Casey, right? Uh, quoting Justice Stewart. This is some of my favorite stuff because I'm going to laugh. Be prepared. Quoting Justice Stewart, Casey explained that to do so, to reverse prior law upon a ground no firmer than a change in the court's membership would invite the view that this institution is little different from the two political branches of the government. Uh, no view, Casey thought, could do more lasting injury to this court and to the system of law which it is our abiding mission to serve. For overruling Roe, Casey concluded the court would pay a terrible price. Those justices who wrote those words, O'Connor, Kennedy, and Souter, they were judges of wisdom. They would not have won any contest for the kind of ideological purity some court watchers want justices to deliver. But if there are awards for justices who left this court better than they found it, and for that reason left this country better and the rule of law stronger, sign those justices up. So, I have to abide by your ridiculous ruling on Rowan Casey because Justices Kennedy, Souter, and Sandra Day O'Connor told me I had to? Not the Constitution.
2: So so unprogressive of them.
1: So, so. I, it's interesting the phrase that they use in there, Justin, when they talk about ideological purity, because I'd be very interested to hear which ideology they're actually discussing here. Is this an ideology of conservative versus liberal versus progressive? Is this an ideology of constitutionality and, and being a constructionist versus an, an, a progressive interpretist of the law? You know, and, and I think the part that is so difficult... And and Justin's done a phenomenal job, folks, of reading through this. And that's why you can't do this in a single podcast. Right. You just can't. As we go through this and help you begin to understand, life is not a bunch of sound bites. That's right. It right. takes time. Yeah. You know, I, I just sit here and started jotting down the catchy little slogans mm-hmm. of, of there. Abortion is essential. It's a woman's right to choose. My body, my choice, protect reproductive rights, keep abortion legal. Abortion is health care. Abortion is health care. Yeah. And, and you know, three, four, five words max become a mantra, and they even talk about it in here. Mm-hmm. We came up with a mantra 50 years ago that, you know, this is women's reproductive rights. Yeah, My body, my choice. Which,
0: again, I'm really confused on that really quickly. I know you're getting to a point, but I just have to say, I kind of find it logically, it's, it's a logical fallacy when killing the product of reproduction is considered reproductive health. <laughs> Forgive me, but I'm kind of confused.
1: Well, I, that. You know, 63 million Americans have lost their lives to abortion. Yeah. 63 million Americans. That we know American. of. That we know of. Yeah. That we know of. Uh, since Roe in 1973. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Since Roe in January of 1973 was released, 63 million Americans have lost their lives. Statistically, based upon the number that Alito put in there, with the percentage of women in america you're looking at roughly 32 million women who lost the right to life mm-hmm. they lost the first fun, <clears throat> fundamental rights life liberties pursuit of happiness in order to have the first the second two you have to have you the have first to one. have the first one 32 comma zero 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 comma zero 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 write it out mm-hmm. 32 million women lost their reproductive rights when they lost their right to life. Mm -hmm. Put that into perspective, folks. 32 million women. And we sit here and it is so hard to sit here and go, my ability to not be pregnant by ridding myself of the life of the child inside my womb is essential. It is healthcare. I just, ideologically, again, with rights come responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at the decision that came down, it put your responsibility into your hands about what your state does when it comes to the issue of abortion. Now you have a responsibility to do something about it.
2: I was listening to um, a radio broadcast on my way in this morning, and um, the radio broadcast talked about exactly what you just said, and this lady said, "We." We are a place, she was an abortion clinic provider who calls what she does and where she works a special place because it helps alleviate the pressures of unwanted pregnancies. And I had a hard time wrapping my mind around that. But then she said something along the lines of, you know, when a woman enjoys life, she should not have to deal with the pressures of an unwanted pregnancy. And it goes exactly to what you just said. If you have the right to engage in, once again, a sexual relationship with another person and A plus B happens, then C is going to happen. And this special place where you can go and have women's health care is nothing more than capitulation to convenience. And how dangerous it is when people in society are speaking that to the masses. it's It's very dangerous. Well,
0: there's been a ton of reaction. The court case, just just as a as a inside look, we kind of had a feeling this was coming down on Friday morning. Yeah. Uh so we get ready early on Friday <laughs> so to be ready to go. Yeah. And even with that much preparation, I think I can speak for all of us sitting here when I say it still hit like a brick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just y- you couldn't be- you couldn't believe the words you were hearing, the words you were reading. But then the reaction starts pouring in, right? I mean, president, previous presidents, and who that and the other. My favorite reaction, though, aside from Nancy Pelosi losing her earrings, <laughs> was the prime minister, or I guess he's the French president, Emmanuel
2: Macron. Yes.
0: Who who, who speaks out and says that the United States overturning Roe or Supreme Court, that's terrible, shame and on I stand us. shame on you. The Mississippi law that was adjudicated here 15 weeks France's national ban is 12 yeah so don't allow especially French don't allow them to come in and tell you how you should run your country Um, a a a spokesman for the People's Republic of China sorry the Communist People's Republic of China also disagrees with the Supreme Court's ruling on Roe he doesn't care that they've murdered millions of Uyghurs and children for the last century nah
2: that's right Communists and socialists should be able to tell you that you're an evil person.
0: So, understand that this ruling, which we all believe is the right ruling, and I think the law says it's the right ruling. We haven't even gotten—I haven't even touched Justice Thomas's concurrence. Uh, but— he, he deals with su- substantive due process, and he goes a step further and says that maybe we need to start looking at, the, <laughs> at, at, at these issues as well in other cases. That has caused the mayor of Chicago to, at a concert, uh, shout uh, expletive Clarence Thomas. Um,
2: so— did her well, eyes bulge a little yes, bit they did. more when we'll she? We'll get into how many, all of that. How many, Sorry. People,
1: how many people died of gunshot wounds in Chicago while she was at the concert? No, probably at least ten. Okay. Um,
0: the point is, and their and and their lives matter too. The point is, you're going to get a lot of a different reaction. Here's what you need to be grounded in today. Again, you're going to hear from the attorney general later when we talk to him here right. about mm-hmm. what this says and what this means. It's a new era. We've talked about it. Life after Roe. I promise you, this ruling does not mean that abortion is now illegal in South Carolina, full stop. doesn't mean that. It does, however, return the issue to the states. South Carolina, your representatives, for example, my representative, R.J. May, and my state senator, Nikki Sessler, I now have the ability to, in my personal capacity, lobby them, call them, and tell them what I think they should do, And how can I help you do it? I have that ability now. Before Friday, I didn't have that ability. Right.
1: And if you do not like the decision that your representative makes, you then have an ability to get yourself involved into the election process because you will speak into every House member's life every two years when they're up for re-election. Every senator is going to be up for re-election in two years in South Carolina. You have an ability to speak your thoughts into that process. Mm -hmm it really does put this back in your hands more so than it has ever been before. So if you listen to our podcast and you are pro-life, you have an ability to speak your own thoughts into the process even more so. If you listen to this podcast and you are for abortion, you have a right and an ability to speak that into the process at the state level. The state legislature is going to take up the issue of abortion during its summer recess in this time called sine die that is part of what they agreed that they would be able to come back and do something about. If the law is going to change in South Carolina, if the, the heartbeat bill gets the motion to, to, to remove it from being enjoined within the federal courts, that means the heartbeat law goes into effect. If we change the law in South Carolina and we put further restrictions on abortion, you have an ability to speak into that process. That's what this decision
0: said. And that's what the Constitution says. And as we, oh, wow, think about this. As we are one week away from the 4th of July, the founding of our country, we, we talked about this during our, during our prep for our show, and we're going to get out of here. But it feels really good that millions of babies are going to be saved, that millions of lives are not going to be lost due to this cruel, insidious, very, falling not very short of a holocaust against these children. That's good. It is a good thing. Churches around the country yesterday were rejoicing at the same time over it. But not only that, pull back from that. It feels like, a, at least a piece of our republic was restored, at least a little mm-hmm. bit, that there was a – there, just when you think that the Constitution
1: doesn't matter anymore, no wait, it does. Mm-hmm. No, I, no wait, we still have something here. This is the first time at 50, this is the first time in my lifetime I've actually seen a Supreme Court that actually kind of rolled things back. Yeah. And, 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 and it's done it has been it twice in one it's week. It's decision after decision after decision that says the Constitution matters. The Constitution <laughs> matters. I mean, they did it on they did it on the issue of guns. They did it on the issue of abortion. They did it. They it, released one today saying that that the speech, the prayer. free speech and prayer that the coach, Coach Kennedy, Coach Kennedy yeah. in Bremerton, Washington, had the ability to turn to turn around and
2: pray on the fifty yard line by himself. They did the same thing on education and choice, right? With the main decision, you know, four.
1: You're talking about four major. So this is a. Why do elections matter? <laughs> elections matter. Th- a third of the Supreme Court was replaced in the last five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During the time period of Donald Trump, whether you like Donald Trump or you don't like Donald Trump, during his tenure as president of the United States. Three justices went on there. I heard it said today, if Clinton, Hillary Clinton, had become president, oh my, goodness. it would have been a seven-two decision against this case, no doubt. If about. they had even taken the case yeah, up at right, all, would right, have yeah. It up. But now you have a six-three court, and and Roberts agreed on some and disagreed on the other. Yeah, there are places where it's interesting to watch places where you see Kagan and Alito or Kagan and Thomas agreeing on certain issues. They've had places where they've agreed during this term of the court. It's important to understand you're, you're feeling a sense of something different because you've probably never lived in a time period where the Supreme Court has rolled back and said constitutional rights actually matter. Mm-hmm. And and I'll and I'll say this: you, you
0: make the point. That's three justices appointed. You had Gorsuch, you had Kavanaugh, you had Amy Coney Barrett, and and the Kavanaugh one, even to the extent of where he didn't pull the nomination, instead he kept with it, is even more impressive amidst all that was going on. We remember mm-hmm. that very well, as I'm sure you all do. I will I will say that with this case and with the four that we've gotten just in the last week right. that. I, and I'm not speaking for the other two here, I will say that the previous president is probably one of the more impactful presidents of modern American history when it comes to the upholding of the Constitution and when it comes to upholding the constitutional rule of law.
1: His choices to the Supreme Court are going to have a significant impact on the way that the Constitution and laws in America are interpreted because it actually, again, it goes back to truly looking at this from a constitutional standpoint and not an activist standpoint. Right. This is where uh, over the next few weeks, as we we, we sit here and we're, we're constantly show prepping for you yep. to make sure that you know and understand the things that are going on, why they matter, what the Bible says about these issues, what you can do about it so that you can be informed and know and understand. So please, Take the time to share, to like. Make sure that your friends are listening to this because over these next few weeks especially, you're going to find out why th- this case matters, why other cases matter, why what actually is going on in South Carolina when it comes to the issue of abortion, why education matters, and what decisions that are going to be made in elections matter. By the way, yes. it's Monday, tomorrow is election day in South Carolina. Go vote. It is the South Carolina primary runoff. There are two major uh, Mm -hmm. races, one on each side of the aisle. Mm -hmm. On the Republican side, you have Ellen Weaver versus Kathy Maness for superintendent of education. On the Democratic side, you have two uh, women who are running against, uh, running to be able to run against U.S. Senator Tim Scott. Those races are consequential races. Get out and vote. One out of six South Carolinians voted in the last election, the primary election just two weeks ago. We've got to increase that number because this is your ability to speak into Mm -hmm. issues that matter. This education race on the Republican side is a very consequential race. Get out and vote. Please.
0: Yes, absolutely, and we're going to continue breaking down this Dobbs decision and the overturning of Roe. Notice the two; it's right. separate. The, the The Dobbs decision and the overturning of Roe and Casey. We're going to do that on our next show. We're going to have Attorney General Alan Wilson in studio with us, talking about this decision. And as he is one of the leaders of the of the Attorney General attorneys general across right. the country mm-hmm. Republican attorneys general across the country so I I look forward to having been here having that conversation I look forward to you watching it because it, it's going to be really really great but yes please, please 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 vote runoff elections do matter and and this one both of them are gonna shape if you want more information right. about the the Democratic Senate primary runoff just do a quick search. Uh, Anyway, not going to get on that. (laughs) Not going to do it. Uh, But, yeah, get out and vote. Make your voice known because if you can make your voice known in this runoff election, then you can kind of ladder yourself up to make your voice known in all these other issues going on across the country.
2: Thanks for listening to this part of the fastest-growing conservative podcast in South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Stay tuned. Just click the next one because we're going to be dropping all these uh, concurrently. Listen to the next segment where we talk about how the church can get involved and how you can be a part of what's happening to be pro-life in this life after row era. Thanks for listening.